This is In the Know for Tuesday, November 17, the 322nd day of 2020. There are 44 days left in the year. Good morning, MV, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is In the Know coming up today. We will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Going to be a little cooler today. Going to get cooler overnight tonight. Be the coolest night in a while, so we'll get you ready for that. We'll also get you ready for Thanksgiving. It's less than two weeks away. And uh, who knows, we might even talk about some food or some other good stuff. We have uh, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Beach is on assignment today. So, we bring in our dear friend, First Baptist Church Litchfield, knows him as Dennis, as WB40. The name's Yukon Cornelius, the greatest prospector in the North! Yukon Cornelius. You're looking at a mighty humble bumble. The Social Security Administration knows him as Dennis C. Cook. Morning, Yukon. Hey. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Happy Vest Day. I was going to say, glad you got the vest memo. I did. To be clear, you've got uh, gingham sleeves. I have solid white sleeves. Thank so you. we're not dressed alike. We yes. just we just brought the strong vest game yeah. uh, today. So so looking good. Keep up the good work. You're I, looking good, I too. I don't have the facial hair, but uh, hey. just one of these days when I grow up, I'm going to be just like you. Yes. Finally. Misty is on assignment this week. So we bring in another of our dear friends. She is the Grayson County Extension Services Agriculture Agent, Miss Whitney Carmen. Good morning. Morning. Welcome back. I'm glad to be here. She's also about to be a mama again uh-huh. yeah. for the third time. Yes. And so she's masked up today because you We're said so the close. you said the fifth? <laughs> The 5th of December, yeah. The 5th of December falls on what day? It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Yeah. You're having a baby on a Saturday. Well, What I mean, a way to ruin a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> or the, make a weekend, I don't I know. Guess. I guess it just depends on what, you, what your outlook is on it, but uh, I'm just ready. I'm ready for yeah, it. Yeah, so good to see you. Yeah. I uh, haven't uh, seen you in, in a while, and mm-hmm. uh, happy to hear that. You're almost there, almost, almost to your delivery date. Now, it, it is an odd combination. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever had this recipe on the show mm-hmm. before. This should be uh, fun. So we've not, we've not, uh, the three of us have not worked together before, so <sighs> break a leg. <laughs> <laughs> break a leg or, no, just not, go, not you, Whitney, don't break a leg. I don't want to break a leg. No, <laughs> you need to take care of yourself. Not, not this close. You need to, you need to hang in there. We'll let Dennis break a leg. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and go. <laughs> just, just do that. Uh, what is the stinkiest state? I would probably say, without a doubt, I mean, without a doubt, we're talking about Ohio. Oh, you think Ohio like, is it's like foul smelling? Well, uh, either way, it could be subjective. I was going to say, I mean, if I was thinking that, I would maybe think Texas just because of all of the, you know, okay, of the feedlots and stuff. All oh, right, good, gotcha. Good oh, so taking a very agricultural yeah. perspective yeah. on that. Oh, mine was just sports Depends, That smells like money to me, but yeah. it, it sure. may not yeah, to it other people. It smells like money to a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of farmers. Uh, if you've been with the show a long time, you'll know that I'm likely to say Arkansas, because mm-hmm. I think that Arkansas is the armpit of the country. You know, especially if you're trying to go to Texas, <laughs> yeah. you get about right there and you take yeah. on a turn off to the left. But Delaware is apparently... Based on the smells that come from landfills, methane gas emissions, and other odiferous pollutants, Delaware tops the list. 
So there's some stinky byproducts of Delaware, like Joe Biden. Uh, the, se- the second stinkiest state in the United States is West Virginia, followed by Illinois, North Dakota, Indiana, which the- Gary, Indiana is uh, near what city? Uh, let's see, is that Chicago that that's, Gary, Indiana yeah, is really, close to? I mean, that's <laughs> Indiana, you know. And Iowa. The state that smells the best is Nevada. Nevada. Maine, Utah, and Arizona are all the least stinkiest states. Well, so. I mean, there's not as much there either. I don't know Kentucky's rank, so we'll okay, to, I was going to ask. We'll have yeah. to look that up. Uh, if you are, if you like uh, gazing at the sky, uh-huh. which uh, I mm-hmm. did last mm-hmm. night, uh, just seeing if I could catch the International Space Station because uh, the Resilience crew aboard the Dragon yep. capsule arrived at the International Space Station right on time at 10 p.m. Central Time last night. I was not able to stay awake for the hatch opening. But I would have uh, I would have learned this morning if they didn't get the hatch open. Yeah. Like they traveled all that way, twenty and seven and a half hours, and then said, Surely, uh, yeah. "We can't get the door open. <laughs> we'll have to turn around and go back home." But in addition to by the the ISS will fly over Litchfield at seven o two Eastern or Central. Mm-hmm. You can look it up on NASA's website tonight. So if you want to see okay. the yeah. Dragon capsule attached to the ISS, you'll have to have a good eye. But if you want to see the ISS go over, you'll be able to and see the it this evening. The was not existent last night, so you could really see a lot of stuff. Yes, and in addition to the the uh, disappearing moon, or the, the not present moon, the Leonid meteor shower mm-hmm. peaks today and tomorrow. So tonight and tomorrow. So just lots of stuff going on in the sky. Uh, Weather-wise, mostly sunny, 50 is the high today. Mostly clear, 31 tonight, and sunshine and 53 for tomorrow. And then we'll get back into the 60s and should hang around there through most of the weekend. Um, For right now, looks all right for Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving Day. Yeah into next week won't be too bad it's not there have been those thanksgiving days where you can wear you know shorts and a football jersey and get outside and play in the yard i don't think it's going to be that kind of day but it's also not going to be snowing like yeah, it was snowing, when snowing i was born that's yeah. right that's right <laughs> uh good news again yesterday from moderna you know t- uh, the day after the election we got good news from pfizer mm-hmm. saying that uh, they their vaccine trials were reporting 90 percent efficacy and now Moderna says yesterday that their new vaccine appears to be 94.5% effective. So giving Americans and healthcare providers, I guess in states, two different choices. One of the differences between the virus is uh, in the vaccine is that the Pfizer vaccine requires that super cold storage, which is providing to be some of a logistical challenge. Right for dispatching it to the nation, but the Moderna version of the vaccine does not require that super cold uh, refrigeration, so I don't know if that gives them uh, the edge. Their their percentage sounds a little bit better than Pfizer, but I think it's going to take many different... It's good to have options, Mm -hmm. and uh, it will sort itself out. But when you think about where we started in March to the fact that we're now in trials Mm -hmm. uh, for a vaccine, it, uh, it really is... Rather remarkable, and we're blessed to have a couple. Yes, yes. that's right. And I, you know, I, I don't. I think there were maybe three front runners, maybe uh, two to three companies so. that were in the running, and now we've heard from two. So who knows? I guess there even could be uh, another. Governor Bashir reported one thousand five hundred fourteen new cases of coronavirus yesterday, bringing the state's total to one hundred thirty nine thousand 
that's numbers starting to be staggering, considering where we, um, the numbers we were experiencing and scared of in March, April, and May. Three new deaths reported yesterday. The positivity rate over seven days, 8.98%. Hospitalizations rose to 1442 on Saturday. ICU patients increased to 360. The uh, total hospitalized since the beginning of March, 8,874 and 2.421 million tests performed in Kentucky. The governor did say that coming up tomorrow, if we don't see an improvement in the numbers, that if we don't see a change in the numbers over the first couple of days this week, he says, this is his quote, he says, we'll talk about some additional steps that we may have to take. And then he actually added on a bit of a caveat and said, or by that point, we will have to take to try and get this virus back under control. 103 of Kentucky's 120 counties are in the red. And he was asked, he said, would the restrictions back in March and April look like the restrictions that you're talking about possibly uh, now? And he said, at that time, we didn't have enough testing. We had almost no PPE to protect those in hospitals. And we didn't know the most effective ways to treat this virus. So the mortality rate was through the roof. And we didn't know as much about the spread. If we have to take additional steps, they will be more targeted. And he added that bars and restaurant capacities could be affected. It made me wonder, you know, he floated the idea. He's been floating the idea for a couple of days. Like if we don't do something different, if we don't get a better hold of this, then there are going to be recommendations or restrictions. And I started to think, well, what are they? You Mm -hmm. know what? You've already, um, I think the majority of schools have returned to NTI. Uh, at least the majority of public schools, and more all the time are doing so. Um, the mask mandate is there. Whether people are following it or not, I, I don't I don't know. Um, I hope that they are. And I think you still have a lot of restaurants here, at least locally, that their dining rooms are closed mm-hmm. and they're relying upon carry-out or drive-through. Right. So I'm just wondering what what can he do? What, what is what is more targeted? I yeah. guess is my question that he can do that he's not already done or recommended. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. What it might be, but long-term care facilities and corrections numbers are also troubling again which aren't part of the daily numbers that well, and he, uh, are Well, isn't he included. working on the – he's, I guess, enacted the National Guard or is planning to in case it gets worse. Like, he's preparing them for those – the long-term care facilities, I think, is what he was saying. You're seeing some national people, you know. Mm-hmm. In March and April, one of the concerning things that aggravated me mm-hmm. was that the – that because most of the national news networks are based in New York, whatever was happening in New York is what was happening, what was happening across the mm-hmm. country, and that wasn't the case. Right. We were here in rural Kentucky going, okay. Well, I mean, all right, we're already distanced, and we don't, yeah. we're not riding the subway, and we're not touching the same turnstiles, and we're, it's like it's mm-hmm. not, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. But you gotta, you gotta hunker down. Yeah. And now the people, uh, some of those talking heads, though, that say. The way that na- the way that things happened in March and April in New York was a dress rehearsal for like it it the next lockdown they say is going to be worse mm-hmm. if it happens and I you've got some people some of the talking heads that are vying for seats in the Biden administration that say you know if we would just shut the world down for four to six weeks we could get rid of this right. Like, well, saying. you'll be shutting down a lot of lives that will never yeah. recover yeah. for four to six weeks. And maybe you want to do that in New York, 
but the numbers are troubling in a lot of places. Something to me has to happen other than reducing bars and restaurant capacities. I yeah. just think that's not uh, that alone is not going to make mm-hmm. a whole lot of difference. Yeah. I've been in zero bars and I've been in one restaurant since yeah. March. Yeah. I mean, uh, exactly. so yeah. I mean, but again, thank you Lord so far. I've I, I, so. Us too, but you still you just don't know where it's coming from. You know, there's people that are following all the rules and they're still getting it. So you just don't true, know. Right. You know, you just got got to be diligent. Got to take the precautions that yeah. you can. A Hardin County man has been arrested after assaulting a small child's groin and striking the child with a belt. Twenty-year-old Jonathan Burks of Elizabethtown was arrested after he admitted to Elizabethtown police. I don't even want to read the rest of this. He said, but he also admitted to striking the child with a belt, bruising the child's buttocks and thigh. Uh, I put in quotes, man, Elizabethtown, man. That's not how to. That's not no. how a man acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burks told police he committed the acts uh, Wednesday morning after the boy quote refused to answer his questions correctly. Burks was charged with first degree criminal abuse of a child under the age of twelve. I'd like to recommend punishment. Yeah. Me too. I got a couple of ideas on. <laughs> Me too. It, it, I, I'm sorry, I drifted a little Old Testament and coming up I with the, with the punishment <laughs> on that. Dennis, am, can I go Old Testament in cases I, like that? I just need somebody to mute my mic All real right. quick. <laughs> I know somebody who can do that <laughs> if you need to. Uh, a joint federal, state, and local undercover operation called Operation Gabby Doolin Mm -hmm. has resulted in multiple charges against seven child predators in Kentucky. The investigations which were conducted in Elizabethtown and Louisville resulted in multiple state and federal arrests. In addition to the arrests, multiple investigative leads were developed that continue to assist law enforcement with the apprehension of child predators. Uh, 54-year-old Melvin Dowell from Rineville was involved, uh, pleaded guilty to attempted enticement and transfer of obscene material to a minor, and 23-year-old Travis Puckett of Elizabethtown has been charged with attempted enticement of a minor, attempted transfer of obscene matter to a minor, etc. So you can, there were, uh, again, seven people, but those are the two that are closest to There's been a lot of those lately, and I'm glad. Yep. You know, they're finally cracking down on it. Exactly. You'll find the FBI, and you'll find the uh, U.S. Uh, Attorney General's office and the field offices that that's uh, where they're putting a lot of their um, putting a lot of their resources. Resources, mm-hmm. and you know that's another thing of the. Uh, it's kind of one of the outgrowths of the pandemic is that when uh, we're isolated more. And our mm-hmm. kids spend more time online, right? And they can't be supervised all of the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've you know long talked about handing your kid a cell phone and saying, "Don't bother me. Let this entertain you." Is like dry, dropping them off in the parking lot at a shopping center at ten o'clock at night and saying, "Well, I'll be back to get you in the morning. Good luck." Yeah. And so, <clears throat> in ways that by kids not being in the classroom. And seeing, you know, uh, seeing counselors and other staff member and teachers who are able to spot uh, uh, abuse or uh, spot, you know, changes in behavior or attitude or concerns. When we get isolated from one another, these yeah. are the types of things that exactly. we miss. And so more of these things are creeping up and have present us back-to-back stories that are quite quite ugly. Uh, Damage Bridge linking Ohio and Kentucky scheduled to reopen December 23rd. According to Governor Bashir's office, the Brent Spence Bridge was closed after two trucks collided last Wednesday. 
resulting in a blaze that damaged a 200-foot section of the structure. The fire did not impact the overall integrity of the bridge, which was good fortune. They say it could have been far worse once they were able to get out there and see exactly the situation they were dealing with. So $12 million in federal emergency funds will go toward removing and replacing damaged concrete on the bridge's upper deck. Now, I agree they got to get the roadway opened up. Right. That's a major thoroughfare through that portion of the country. But it is sad that we're going to spend $12 million, a $12 million Band-Aid. Well, we're going to spend more than that probably. But we're getting $12 million from the federal government in emergency funds for a Band-Aid for a bridge that should have already been replaced a right. long time ago. Yeah. And so I understand that we're not in a situation as a state or as a region to say, well, here's where the new bridge is going to go. There's more to it than just than that. But it is sad. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, you know, putting a new engine in a 25-year-old car. Right. Been there. <laughs> Done Which that? hasn't that been fought over? That's the whole reason yes. that it's it's been, yeah. been a big political. And I war. mentioned, you know, last Thursday uh, that that's in in a race that Matt Bevan lost by about five thousand votes. Mm-hmm. He when he advocated for a toll on a new bridge in northern Kentucky a couple of weeks before the election, that could have turned off five thousand northern Kentuckians oh, enough sure. that uh, was the difference in the election. Mm-hmm. Now he had some other entanglements that he you know could have spared himself, but uh, five thousand votes is five thousand <laughs> votes. All charges were dropped yesterday against Kentucky Representative Attica Scott and others arrested during a protest against the decision not to indict the police officers involved in the Breonna Taylor shooting. So that information is out there. Oh, uh, Whitney, you have been to Bryant-Denny Stadium. I have. What was that like? Amazing. Yeah? As a UK fan, amazing, yes. Your mask today is kind of almost Alabama color. That's right. It is, but I'm not an Alabama fan. No? No, no. I went wearing my blue and white. Yeah? Yeah. But you got to go. Didn't you have field access? Yes, I did. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, So the Cats are um, on the road to Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh Uh-huh. Coming up uh, this Saturday, I think 31-point underdogs. I was say, uh, who could have seen that coming? That's kind of what it was when we went last time. <laughs> yeah, probably so, about the same. So my question, I guess, is, um, is this a good year? If you've got to go to Bryant-Denny Stadium and play, is this the year to do it with reduced fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. I will tell you, though, they, they were – Of course, we probably weren't very – we lost. I mean, it was Steven Johnson, I think, was just first-year quarterback. But we were not a threat to them, and and it was their homecoming, I believe. So it was packed tighter than anything in there. But it was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. And they were nice to us. Yeah, but back a few years ago, unless – Sorry for us. Unless it was a trip (laughs) to Vandy. You know, Vandy, they thought, oh, well, we might be able to beat you. Yeah. Uh, everybody else just said, "Oh well, bless their hearts." Mm-hmm. You Kentucky people That's coming right. down here, good to see you. Thanks yeah. for coming. The guy that the guy that said that took us out on the field said that the worst fans were the LSU fans because there was such a rivalry there, and oh, the yeah. Auburn fans. Oh, they were, sure, yeah, can imagine so. that. And the news came out yesterday that the NCAA thinks, at least now, that they're going to play the entire NCAA tournament in the Indianapolis area. Hmm. Um. How does that, you you UK basketball fans, how how do you greet that news? Is that okay? Not okay? It's okay, but can you even go? Right. I mean, it's close to home. 
Listen, but, when they put 68, there are enough venues around there that they think they can yeah. run the tournament uh, inside that bubble between Butler University or they might even use Purdue or Notre Dame or like mm-hmm. regional type schools. But when you house that many teams and you house staff, are, will there be room for fans? Right. Will there? I don't know what that model looks I like exactly. I assume it'll be like the NBA bubble, if I had to guess. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess. Because uh, it was fairly productive. It was. I mean, yeah, they, they fared pretty much better than anybody mm-hmm. else has But so this far. is the NCAA. I is know. our confidence in them? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, as long as they can play it, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, especially this year. Yeah. I'm with I, Coach Cal. <laughs> I actually went with Coach Patino. Delay the season. Don't play it until, like, May. Have May madness. Push it back, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I, that would be better for everybody involved. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Today is homemade bread day. Oh. I can smell it now. I love bread. <laughs> uh, the meteor shower continues tonight and tomorrow night as well. Is that the one that is green? Because there was one previous, a couple of weeks ago around Halloween, that they were showing green fireballs. It Was, was it a different uh, I don't think so. I think shower? these are, uh, yes, I think it is a different meteor okay. shower. Okay. That's my understanding. And then um, today is Unfriend Day. Mm. You know, you had to clean out your refrigerator the other day, so you can clean out your friends list today if you need to <laughs> keep things tidy. Sometimes it has to happen. Yes, absolutely. Um, and sometimes it's you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have done more of just the distancing myself from it than the unfriending or the unfollowing. It's like, yeah, I, I don't snooze. need all that stuff I snooze over there. a lot of folks. Yeah. I've been known to snooze a time or two. And it is also farm joke day today, which I thought was so appropriate with uh, Whitney Carmen, the agriculture agent uh, from Grayson (laughs) County Extension being here. You know any good farm jokes? Um, I don't know. What's a cow that has no legs? Ground beef? Yeah. That's the only one that comes to mind. I've got a lot of good ones. I just don't. I'm not prepared. You you, you stuck one on me. Uh, The why the scarecrow won the Nobel Prize? Uh, because he was outstanding in his field. Oh, that's so funny. Sorry. That's, that's three for three for you today. <laughs> oh, really? The, behind the scenes here. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, I didn't I didn't think I was going to get a point on that that's one. That's good. But, uh, but, uh, outstanding uh, in his field. Mm, <laughs> yes. I'm going to I'm have to Google one before the end of the outstanding time. Outstanding in his field. Uh, perhaps the reduced... Thanksgiving celebrations this year are sort of a blessing in disguise. A survey of 2,000 Americans reveals... That more than a quarter have grown tired of the usual Thanksgiving food options. The turkey, stuffing, cranberries, and green bean casserole, etc. Are you all tired of the traditional Thanksgiving fare? Or you want to keep it traditional? I like I like the traditional, but this year it'll be a little different. It's just going to be the four of us doing, well, five, I guess, doing yep. it. And we're going to do just the regular, but... I mean, I, you can't go away from tradition, I guess. That's yeah. me. I think you have to have that one time. 
You have to have one meal that's yeah. the traditional turkey, and you have to have half a dozen deviled eggs to yourself. <laughs> yes. And, that, and all that. But if you want to do tacos on Wednesday or Friday and, mm-hmm. or even lunch, you know, have mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you some options coming up about okay. doing the traditional. But I do want to cover, it's important, do you all know anyone who will be flying for Thanksgiving? I, I don't I, this year. I, I do not. I don't know anyone that's going to get on a plane no. and go. But the TSA approves or issues a list every year of the do's and don'ts of foods that you can and cannot take. Okay. Let's which go. puzzle me every year yeah, because I think who really wants to... <laughs> Thanksgiving foods that can be carried through a TSA checkpoint. Baked goods. Uh-huh. Homemade or store-bought pies, cakes, cookies, brownies, and other sweet treats. Meats, including turkey, chicken, ham, steak, frozen, cooked, or uncooked. Stuffing, cooked or uncooked, in a box or in a bag. Casseroles, can, mac and cheese, can, fresh vegetables, can, fresh fruit, can, candy, can, spices, can. Okay. Thanksgiving foods that should be carefully packaged with your checked luggage. Okay. Cranberry sauce. (laughs) Gravy. (laughs) Wine, champagne, sparkling apple cider. Canned fruits or vegetables. Preserves, jams, and jellies, and maple syrup. <laughs> okay. Candy, candy corn, candy canes. <laughs> I love <laughs> syrup. The, the four major food groups. <laughs> Those are the things you can and cannot. You know, the worst thing traveling, I mean, if you think about it, you, you've gone to Nana's, and, and, and Nana's, Nana wants to send you home with a pint of homemade gravy. And you put that in your check luggage, and you get home, and that gravy is just all over everything. Can you imagine? I was a little surprised that it didn't cover Aunt Bethany's Jello mold. Oh yeah, whoa! Because I need to know where the TSA comes down. Yeah, that normally comes in a gift wrap box. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Or it could it could meow. I don't know. Uh, Cost analysis: pre-made Thanksgiving dinner versus home cooked. Thanksgiving dinner. Now, you all are in unique situations. Mm-hmm. Whitney, you all are keeping it just your immediate household. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis, you and Sarah and the kids, are you all having immediate household, or are you going to go a little further I, than that? I or? think we're sticking immediate household this uh, time. Okay, so, but you're in a unique position in that you have a chef in training mm-hmm. in the house, so are you delegating the Thanksgiving meal to Gracie? Uh, my wife is... The best cook I've ever been around. Okay, so Sarah is doing proof. it. But we're we're going to delegate some desserts for All right. sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's good because I, I think some of the desserts that Gracie is cooking are going to be on our Thanksgiving table. Oh, that's right. So I heard that. I, I, hope that that's, uh, I hope that that's the case. Um, so if you, if you want to base it on the 2019 figures, the cost of a 10-person Thanksgiving dinner was $48.91. That's if you do it. Thanks for coming by. That, that includes a $20.80 16-pound turkey, $3.32 for pumpkin pie, and $3.75 for three pounds of sweet potatoes. Well, that's not near enough. Oh, no. You can't just have turkey uh-uh. and sweet potatoes and pie. No. I, well, that doesn't come up. Does that come up to 48 No, it does not. There's still okay. some left over in there for other things. too expensive anyway. You think so? I know so. It's the premium turkey. See, and I'm trying to decide just with the four of us if we don't just do a roasted chicken instead of a roasted turkey. Because, I mean, turkeys are huge. There are more options, though. Yeah. 
they are doing just turkey roasts. They're mm-hmm. doing smaller birds. There are a lot of 10 mm-hmm. to 14-pound turkeys yeah. available this year because yeah. Butterball and the companies know that uh, that they... They See, have. agriculture is smart. Yeah, there you go. And it takes long, you know, it takes longer mm-hmm. for the birds to mature, so they, you know, sure. they harvested them earlier, I mm-hmm. suppose. But if you want to outsource your Thanksgiving meal, you know, what's your time worth? Mm-hmm. Sure. Bob Evans down on the farm, four-person dinner, 59.99. I've had that meal, sir. You have? Last Thanksgiving, really? my family was at a Bob Evans in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. Oh, okay. And we had that meal. Was it good? No. <laughs> but the memories have lasted forever. Well, so it was worth something. It was worth the price. It I was. Guess. We'll always say, remember that Thanksgiving at Bob Evans? Okay, well, you could have spent $10 more and gone to Cracker Barrel, and maybe you might have done better. Because oh. $69.99 mm. for four to six people for the Cracker Barrel Thanksgiving heat and serve. So I guess this is curbside pickup. Yeah. And then you could have saved $20. At Popeyes, their Popeyes Cajun style turkey starts at thirty nine ninety nine. So there are some, okay. there's, there are some options. Is there a Taco Bell Thanksgiving box? Mm. Mm, you'll have to take that up with uh, Yokiro. I mm. could eat. Oh. I could eat that on Friday after there you Thanksgiving. Go. All right, um, Whitney. I don't know if you know this, but Dennis is our chief culinary officer okay on the staff he has a he has a cooker hat he has an apron sometimes we have snack time when he's here on tuesdays Mm -hmm. i've not seen any snacks yet today unless they're not hiding in your vest pocket i'm sorry Uh, but i wanted to bring something to your consideration dennis baskin robbins is selling a realistic turkey ice cream cake i saw that so it is a ice cream cake that has ice cream cones as the legs mm-hmm. and then has the little boots on the drumsticks. And then it looks glossy like a turkey. And Dennis is frozen in time. Oh, yes? They, they got my tweets. <laughs> they listened. <laughs> they they yes. listened. Yes. All yeah. in. Two sugar cone legs and a caramel praline topping glaze. Ooh. It could be uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. Or it could be peanut butter and chocolate. It could be old-fashioned butter pecan. You can choose from a range mm. of flavors oh, wow. that will make up the cake. Oh, does anyone else in here have goosebumps right now? <laughs> Listen, I love me some ice cream cake, so that's yeah. right at my alley. Yes. Turkey cake. Say I want the turkey cake. All in on the turkey cake. <laughs> Do either of your all's extended families insist on doing a 5K on Thanksgiving Day? A what? Yes. No, but we're doing virtual 5Ks. I know Kendra does that with 4H, and so that's what that's what I'll be doing. I'll be taking my sweet time walking. There, there are two types of families: <laughs> those that do not run 5Ks on Thanksgiving, and the and the ones that do. Mm-hmm. And I like Dennis's. The, the idea is preposterous. You can you can walk a 5K. You don't have to run it. I know. Yeah. I invented the virtual 5K back in middle school. Okay, you do during the president's miles. physical fitness challenge. Yeah. All right. So you're not. You're out on that. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Mattel releases a new Barbie Extra line for Christmas. There's a little something extra about Mattel's newest line of Barbie dolls. From rainbow hair to a range of body types, skin tones, and fashion, each of the five Barbie Extra dolls has a playful and over-the-top style. In time for the holidays, the new dolls go on sale on Monday with a suggested retail price of $24. 99 
Whitney, I'll defer to you because yeah. I presume Dennis has never had a you know huge fascination uh, with Barbie, Barbie dolls. No. Barbie Central in my house. No. Yeah, I mean, my daughter would want any of those. She's going to see them and she'll go, "Hey, I want those." So she doesn't. That happens at our house. Discriminate. She I want them that. Did you look at a commercial and Alea says, "I want that." Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. Uh, there's a pattern forming. You want about everything that you see you, on television. You know, though, I'll say she's my daughter is six, and this is the first year that she has asked just for a few things. So. I'm thinking, okay, but the few things that she has asked for are of some worth. So I'm like, oh, okay, I think I get what you're stepping in now. So I can see know. that. I've given Mattel a lot of money in my day, yeah. Yeah. Master yeah. of the Universe, yeah. and uh, they're smart bringing this out right before Christmas. Yes. They know what they're doing. Yes. And then the new over-the-top Barbie dream houses, which yeah. have an over-the-top price. Well, we have a we have a Disney Barbie dream house that was not purchased by mom, but by family. So mm-hmm. we that is our main thing and i said that's it that's all you're getting that's all you got room for so hey by the way i was i was gonna skip over it and i don't want to give the inner workings of it because uh, we may have uh, ears of all ages that might be with us but the u.s postal services operation santa program is uh back for its 108th year mm-hmm. and it's the new thing about 2020 is that uh the digital letter adoption there is now no geographical boundaries. Mm. So you may be part of the elf fleet in Kentucky, but you may be your your service as an elf might be in New Mexico or oh. might be okay. like anywhere in the country. And so it used to be geography based to be able to participate, but now you can be so anywhere. it's kind of a neat it's a neat little deal that Heck they've yeah. done. That that's awesome. I didn't realize the Postal Service had done it for 108 years. So that's the news stories we need more of. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right there. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, do you like to get up early? I can. You, no. That was not the, that's, that, that was an answer to a question that was not, <laughs> not asked. asked. Uh, oh, in my mind, I thought you said something different. <laughs> if we're talking three or four o'clock, no, I'm not good with that, but... Anytime after six, I'm fine. Whitney, are you an early riser? I, the older I get, the more I am. I'm a five to six, depending on the day. Now, I can sleep in with the best of them. But right. I typically am up before seven. You know, the adage is early bird gets the worm. Mm-hmm. The early bird also gets eaten by the early cat. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Speaking of, my cat had a mouse this morning. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. early bird He's also early. gets grouchy later in the day. <laughs> True. The mm-hmm. early bird also gets the freshest donuts. Yeah. The early bird also gets on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> and the early bird also gets, I'll never know. <laughs> I don't know what the early bird really gets. I, I think my wife wrote that list. Probably She probably did I because she's her. a smart woman. I love her. <laughs> we gotta, except for her her taste in men. Other than that, she's That's so on. weird, isn't it? Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know, the more intelligent a child is, the earlier they begin to lie, and the better they are at it. That's my son. I had no idea. (laughs) Either of the two of you want to fess up to being intelligent children? (laughs) I mean, I was an 
intelligent child, but I was also a scaredy cat. So. Oh, yeah. I was a good kid. You know, I didn't, I just, is my mom on? Yeah, I was going to say, my mom's probably not listening. She's in Louisville, but. <laughs> uh, what's, the, the, what's the next thing we didn't know? Oh, the next thing you didn't know. <laughs> so you're saying, move along. Uh, Hulu will hike their live TV subscription price by 18% Ooh. in December. Days after Disney CEO Bob Shapik uh, praised Hulu's live TV offering during the company's quarterly earnings call, the company has notified customers of a significant price increase as of December 18. The package, including more than five dozen networks, will cost $64.99 a month for both current and new subscribers, up 18% from the previous rate of $54.99. It will bring Hulu's live bundle in line with rival services like YouTube TV, which also goes for $64.99. I guess I did not realize. Yes, Dennis, your mother is with us. I was going to say, your mom is here. Oh, boy. (laughs) I didn't realize that Disney owned Hulu. So yes. Disney owns you, Disney Plus and, say, what do they not and own? ESPN. So it's what do a, they not own? we have a little bundle with all three of those apps, but it's not the live Hulu part. Okay, it's just well, the, and they tried to, and they I actually have Disney Plus, but we still have satellite TV and are considering just due to where we live moving mm-hmm. it into streaming. But they went ahead and added that you know five extra bucks onto Hulu than the first month that they they all joined together, and I was like, Aww, mm, that's no, nice. no, thank you, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, because we're so limited uh, in what we can do right. on demand that's because our too. bandwidth is awful. I mean, our satellite television bill is outrageous, Ours and then we got to have Netflix and we got to have Hulu and yep. CBS All Access. It's just ridiculous. It's yeah. just. It's the day we the day we can get true broadband. I was going to say rural be a broadband game changer thing. changed our lives. Game, we haven't had satellite changer. in two or three years or longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director of speaking of Disney Plus, I didn't know this was on the horizon. I feel like Dennis is going to have strong opinions. The director of Home Alone, Chris Columbus, is not at all happy about Disney Plus's reboot mm. of Home Alone. Mm-hmm. He says, what's the point? I'm a firm believer that you don't remake films that have had the longevity of Home Alone. You're not going to create lightning in a bottle again. It's just not going to happen, so why do it? I kind of agree. I don't disagree with him, but... I mean, everybody else does this. I mean, everybody else does this too. I mean, they're all there's all the time some sort of remake. So. There's no original thought anymore, right? You know, that's why Frozen went big because it was a new original, original thought. They Home Alone is a classic. You can't do like Back to the Future. You can't redo that. Don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. But they did Home Alone one and two with that cat on there, Macaulay Culkin or whatever his name is. Yeah. And, but they did a third one, I think, with a different boy. They did. Uh-huh. So it already kind of started, but stay true to the original. But it was a continuation of the same storyline. And But lot, what a lot of the reboots are now is they're not continuations. They're going back and taking the original content. So let me ask mm-hmm. you this. How would you feel about um, A Christmas Story? Oh, See, there's oh, no oh. way you can reboot. Oh, oh no. No, no. You can't no. reboot, you'll shoot your eye out. No. You can't do it. No. Uh, you can't. All right, so there's the Christmas genre. All right, so there, I think there, there, are, there are movies that are in the Christmas genre that have protected status. Right. And yes. I think Home Alone, it's not my favorite Christmas movie, but I think it's one that shouldn't be touched. Yeah. I think It's a Wonderful Life shouldn't be touched. Mm-hmm. I think that um, obviously a Christmas story shouldn't, and there are others. But let's remove the Christmas label. Forrest Gump 
No. Forrest Gump you should not be touched. You can't mm-hmm. reboot Forrest Gump. No. Don't reboot any Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> Agreed. But I understand other people may not agree but with that. But an, an overlooked thought with Home Alone is wondering what kind of a job did Kevin's dad have that For allowed real? that house and a family vacation to Paris? Yes. And that's not the only. I mean, they went again the next year to somewhere else. To, and, yeah. They to went New to New York. York, of which president, the 45th president yes. of the United States is in. That's right. Oh, yeah. Did you know that when they rented the Plaza Hotel? Mm-hmm. To do the to do that shot, but okay. a he negotiated the president, President Trump negotiated <laughs> he must be in the movie. That's awesome. You can, you can rent the hotel for your shooting, yes. but I also must be in the movie. So, do you know what other movie he's in that my son caught not too long ago? Is the Little Rascals? He is in the Little Rascals is at the really? end where oh. they're all where they're you the, mean the person the live one the you, <laughs> one with the little kids in it the real. Not the cartoon version. You yeah. mean it, the rebooted Little Rascals? Yes, the thank rebooted. You. The thank rebooted you. Little Rascals. I miss Alfalfa. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. he's in it. I miss Buckwheat, actually. Yeah. We got to get to it. But Dennis, I, I had a story about how they pulled off the kissing scenes in the Christmas movies on Hallmark. I'll uh, tell you about it during the break. Yeah, please. Dennis will be in tears when we come back. Got to get to the break. We'll come back more on the way here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. You may or may not be aware of a book called 50 Things to Do Before You Die. Heard of it. Heard of it. I read it. And if maybe I'm the only one. But would you all be shocked to learn that shout out for help is not one of them? Really? It just seemed natural to me. If you were about to die. <laughs> Why wouldn't you shout out for help? Yeah. Yeah, that should be the first one. I would have thought that would be one or at least top five. Is this more like bucket list? You know, things to do. I took it. I'm kind of a technical person. I took it literally. 50 things to do before you die. Like skydiving and rocket mountain. No, those are bucket lists. You know, that's like, I would have thought one, run. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. If you can run. fight back. Yeah. Hide behind desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three, hide in the basement. I thought it was pretty simple, but yeah. that's just me. Uh, Dennis. Yeah, let's get back to this. So, um, romantic scenes mm-hmm. in entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Whitney doesn't know this, but Dennis and Sarah Cook apparently are okay. all in on the Hallmark Christmas movies. Okay. But doing the Christmas movies in 2020 has been a challenge because how do you can't convert the romance scenes to say, handshakes? Come, I was going to say they come in at the end and everything is all hunky dory. That's and right, and there's and usually a, there's yeah. usually a smooch yes. involved, and you can't turn that into a fist bump. Yeah, like hey, glad we worked it out. Fist bump. Yeah, knuckles to you. Uh-huh. No, that that doesn't that doesn't work. No, Dennis, I'm about to ruin your life. No. Uh, Okay. I'm about to ruin your viewing of these of this content. Okay. Sarah, turn so, off K105. Yes. Sarah, earmuffs. Earmuffs, Sarah. <laughs> they are using plexiglass, and these kissing scenes are being filmed, and then they're taking the plexiglass out in post-production. 
Now, how in the world are you going to do that? Creative shooting. Yeah, but still, there's plexiglass between them. Creative shooting, and they're going to start with that? <laughs> well, if you're going to do that, then just put a piece of wax on your lips or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't. I'm just tell- I, I didn't choose to no. do it. I'm just telling you all what's happening. I bet that's interesting. That's the first creative shooting they've done on that set. That's <laughs> what I'm telling you. <laughs> Christmas in Vienna sausage. That was a good one last weekend. <laughs> Christmas in Vienna sausage. That's funny. <laughs> Viney sausage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on television tonight, the premiere on ABC of Big Sky. Don't know anything about it. Mm-mm. Got Ron Felipe in it. That's all I know. Who? Ah. Okay. Ryan Felipe. I know what you did last summer. That's all. CBS has a season 18 premiere of NCIS. I don't think NCIS is ever going to catch law and order, but the fact that NCIS, the original Mark Harmon version, is starting its 18th season wow. is remarkable. It's been on a while. FBI, season three premiere on CBS, and FBI Most Wanted, the season two premiere, is on CBS. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1800. Congress held its first session in the partially completed U.S. Capitol building. In 1558, Elizabeth I acceded to the English throne upon the death of her half-sister, Queen Mary, beginning a 44-year reign. I've seen uh, half of the first episode of the new season of The Crown. I would like to see it. That's one, that is one show that I do want to watch. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we got, uh, I got my first look at uh, Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. Well, She's still a teenager when we saw her. But oh, okay. It's good. Dennis, have you seen A Timeless Christmas? I'll have to ask Sarah. Okay. She's the curator of your log on yeah, what you I'm all watch. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're called. You just watch them. <laughs> I do, and Truth I'll watch be, them. He sleeps through them, Whitney. Don't let him tell you watch Listen, them. I'm not judging because I don't watch any of them. In 2003, Arnold Schwarzenegger was sworn in as the 38th governor of California. I also saw um, the first episode of season one of The Reagans. Okay. Last night from HBO. Um, Were you mad? Uh, not yet, but I can tell I can. I'm, I, I can tell I'm gonna be. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's another good one. I think I might try to watch. It. Um, yeah, I'll talk about it some other day when I got time. Okay. okay. Oh, Pelosi and Trump really dialed up their rhetoric a year ago today. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. that turned fight, out well. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> Birthdays today, singer Gordon Lightfoot is 82, Bob mm-hmm. Gaudio from the Four Seasons is 79, Martin Scorsese is 78, or here in Kentucky, more Martin Scorsese. Yes, that's more like it. Is yeah. 78 today, Danny DeVito is 76, Lauren Michaels is 76, John Boehner is 71, Daisy Fuentes is 54, and Rachel McAdams is 42 today. The, my favorite Rachel McAdams role is Claire Cleary on Wedding Crashers. On Wedding Crashers, yep. Mm-hmm. Gone Not Forgotten, Rock Hudson, 1925. Rance Howard, Clint and Ron Howard's dad, was born this date in 1928. Wow. He was on the Andy Griffith Show, by the way. Yes. And uh, hmm. he was also in Backdraft, and he was all, he's just in so many good movies. He's in The Da Vinci Code. And Tom Seaver, born this date in 1944. He just recently crossed over to the Gone Not Forgotten list. Hmm. Right, let's see if we can find some chart toppers for you guys. I know that's why you came in when you got Sorry. invited. Surprise. Let's go to uh, 1958. The Playmates were number one. Can't say I've ever heard of this one. You'll be wishing you'd never heard it before, uh, ever again. 
The guy must have wanted to pass me out. Dennis, can you work this into the uh, praise and worship team set somehow? I think it's a little too complex. <laughs> oh, I did like that end part, though. There we go. Okay, now, okay. It turns into the beer barrel polka at the end. Okay. I was oh, well, then we can't do it now. That's not true. <laughs> that's, that's not true. That doesn't. Let's go to uh, 1967. The Playmates Beat Beat. Make a note of that. You'll have it in your uh, iTunes playlist by tomorrow, I'm sure. Yes. 1967 Sam and Dave, number one. The Soul Man. Classic. Yeah. All right. Take it. Take it. Here you go. I'm a soul. Dennis, remind me to tell you a story about the Blues Brothers after the show. Fantastic. 1976 was the year. Gordon Lightfoot had a number one song on his birthday. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. As you know, I love this song. I like Because it's got the word Gitchigumi in it. Make Gitchigumi in it. Gordon Lightfoot is good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know many of his songs other than The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and Sundown, but. Well, my dad, like you said, I tell you, he's very eclectic, so we listen to a lot of that different stuff. So. Gotcha. 1985, Glenn Fry was number one with You Belong to the City. Uh, in 1994, Here Come the Hot Steppa. But Dennis, you're probably what a freshman in high school in 1994, something like that? 94, I'm a sophomore. Sophomore. Whitney, how old were you in 94? In 94? Yeah. I'm 86 to 94, so I'm, what, <laughs> is that? Eight? 16. Six. Yeah. Hey, uh, 2003 and Some Nights by Fun, number one in 2012. Thank you all for coming in. Well, thanks for having me. Thank Good you. To see you. Yep. Uh, we'll be we'll be thinking about you, Whitney. I know. No this will probably be the last time I'm in before. Probably, probably yeah. won't see you before you're... Yeah. Uh, before you become a mama for the third time, so it. hang in there, and uh, we'll be we'll be thinking about you. Well, I All appreciate right? it. Uh, let's see, MB's Pearl of Wisdom, and you too, Dennis. Thanks. I'll see you Thursday. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Dennis. I'll see you on Thursday. And I'll be back. You're going to wear your vest on Thursday. I, I don't know. know. Just text me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep in touch. <laughs> MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today: Fear does not stop death; it stops life. Fear does not stop death. It stops life. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Whitney Carmen, for Dennis Cook, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky. WKHG Litchfield. Kentucky. USA. 104.9 FM. The Twin Lakes. Best Mix. K105. Your news starts.